and I learned how to set up my phone and just take videos of myself running back and forth in front of my phone. And then I would take still shots of the best, the best part of the video. So I always looked really polished and graceful, unlike real life when I flounder around like a giraffe. Diz Runs Radio, episode 722, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, today's episode of the show is brought to you by Audible, and they are continuing the offer of giving you a free month of the service, a free month to try it out, a free audiobook that is yours to keep, all for just trying it. So, you know, if you, you try it, you don't like it, you still get to keep the audiobook, and you can still listen to it even without using the, the Audible platform. Um, but if you want to uh, continue afterwards, which I think you're going to. It's really low cost, uh, like fifteen dollars a month gets you a free book, and usually the books are you know twenty five to thirty dollars uh, a piece. So you're getting a book for about half price. You also get access to uh, Audible short stories or kind of Audible originals, I guess is what they're called. They're usually like you know one hour to like three hour books. They can be f- uh, just like the Audible regular catalog. Fiction, nonfiction, everything in between. Um, so I think that uh, if you if you haven't tried it already, you're definitely going to like it. And the way to, to try it out is to head over to disruns.com slash audible. That's way uh, I get a little bit of credit and, and a couple shekels end up in the bank as a result. doesn't cost you anything, of course, um, unless you decide to stay on after the 30-day trial period is over. If you try it and you don't want to stick around, the cancellation process is super easy, like one or two clicks, canceled. No big deal. No, no jumping on the phone and having to talk to somebody and, you know, have them trying to convince you to stay on. No, 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 no. One or two clicks. Good to go. But like I said, I don't think you're going to probably want to go down that route once you've tried out how audible, how awesome audible actually is. So once again, check it out. Disruns.com slash audible. And uh, now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a woman that uh, definitely prioritizes fun in her running and training much more than just about anything else as far as you know, serious racing, time goals, things like that. As long as she's having fun, she's doing it right. So whether she's uh, you know out getting lost on a trail, uh, overanalyzing all of the data and just kind of nerding out on, on the numbers, uh, but not stressing about them, you know, again, as long as, as long as she's having fun, she knows she's on the right track and, and that's uh, something that I think some of us can maybe lose sight of uh, on occasion, My, myself absolutely included in that. So uh, looking forward to having uh, a little fun, a fun chat about running um, from with, with uh, today's guest, who's also an author. She's a run streaker, which uh, we'll get into run streaking a little bit today as well, probably. Um, so it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Danielle Rodden, Radden to the show. Uh, Danielle, thanks for joining us today and, uh, and welcome. Thanks. Nice to be here. Yeah, certainly. Looking forward to it. And guys, if you want to connect with Danielle on, on the social medias, on Instagram, probably the best place, it's at Kahlo underscore Radden, which is her, her last name. So it really uh, really fits, really works well, uh, at C-O-L-O underscore R-A-D-D-E-N. So, uh, and as as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes today, links to anything we talk about, um, photos, all of the things, disruns.com slash 722. So, uh, Danielle, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with a very uh, very simple and straightforward question 
that for some people it's it's a pretty easy one to answer. For some people, um, it's a little more difficult. And I don't know. I mean, with you, it might be a bit more difficult as well. But it's still just the way we're going to start off and and ask it and see where it takes us. But it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Oh, I'm so excited about this question. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, so the very first race I did was a 10k trail run in Alabama, and someone asked me how I felt about the race, and I said. I don't care if I run 2K or 5K or 10K. I'm just going to run okay. Mm-hmm. And so I have always said that my favorite distance to race is okay because <laughs> because as a beginner runner, it doesn't matter how far you go. I just want to do okay at it. Mm-hmm. However, however, to answer your actual question, my favorite distance is probably 5K because I'm not a good runner. I'm not very fast. Uh, and I need more excuses to wear tutus, honestly. <laughs> Yes, any any excuse to to make it fun and and certainly at those some of those shorter distances. Well, I, although I mean, really, any distance. I I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody needs an excuse to wear a tutu anymore. At, at uh, <laughs> exactly. if, if, that, if that's what floats your boat, you can you can do it, and you won't be out of place at just about any race. I think these days. Right. I've always said that that for some reason now races have become an, become an excuse to dress up like your favorite '80s character mm-hmm. or to dress up like you were vomited on by a by a unicorn vomiting rainbows <laughs> right right yeah the the colors are, are bright and uh and many uh at most races yes. these days so uh danielle how'd you get started in running you know if, if uh it, it's it's just something that uh, everybody's got obviously their own little story on, on how they got going but uh, how did you get started down this this path to uh, where we are today yeah um actually that's uh, kind of more of a serious topic one of the random pieces of seriousness in my life uh, I started out my athletic career in bodybuilding um, and discovered that I, I really did not like that industry after I was told that I just was never going to be sexy enough. I was never going to win because I just didn't have the right appeal. I didn't have the right uh, flirtatious attitude, I guess. I was I was too goofy on stage. Uh, a few of the coaches that I had hired had told me that I should probably just take some mild steroids and move up mm-hmm. uh, one more rank to get to the next class. Uh, and then a few of the judges sort of got on my case that I could do better if I would just sleep with the right people. So that was an interesting, that was an interesting industry. Exactly. Uh, so I was going through an, a, a divorce and I was dealing with a lot of, um, self image issues because there's this thing with bodybuilding that you you stand on stage and a bunch of people tell you that you're just not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I needed a way to really step away from that world and step away from the superficial, care about how I looked and I wanted to focus on how I felt and what I was actually doing, not necessarily, you know, what color my bikini was or how I did my makeup. Mm-hmm. And so, so I went for my first, and like I said, that's probably the only serious part of this whole conversation, but I needed something that I could make fun and that I could have fun with. And, um, I needed a way to walk away from the stress of, of, writing out parenting plans and the stress of where am I going to live and what am I going to do to support myself? And so I went for a three mile or no, excuse me, a three minute run (laughs) with my best friend who is a professional athlete. And after three minutes at about a 14 minute pace, I completely stopped and was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm never doing this again. Uh, and now I run, I mean, I've done running streaks and I run at least once a week. I'm training for a triathlon and it's become such a part of my life that I, I can't even imagine going back to to not having that endurance sports attitude. 
Yeah. Wow. It's uh, one of the the things I love about some, you know, asking open-ended questions is you never know where they're exactly going to go. And that, <laughs> that, that bodybuilding bit is, is still kind of got my, my mind uh, spinning a little bit, but, but, you know, not, not to, to linger on, on that too much, but, but getting into running and, and how, you know, you go from a three, a three minute run uh, and, mm-hmm. and saying you're never going to do it again to, um, you know, doing a streak. And now, you know, like you said, training for triathlon and, and having endurance athletics be a, a big, a big component of your, of your regular life. Um, it's, it's just funny how, how things unfold. So after that, after that first, uh, three minute run, um, how long did it take you to, and, and <laughs> with saying, I'm never going to do this again. Uh, how long did it take before you, you ate those words? Oh, oh I think about 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was about the next morning that I was like, I think I could do better than that. I think I could run for four minutes today. <laughs> and, and after that, it was just, it's all down there. It's all downhill. It's a slippery mm-hmm. slope. You yeah. start running and you never stop. It, it certainly is. So is is there a little bit of, um, even even though with, with keeping running fun and, and making making it, you know, a little bit goofy or, or whatever, whatever adjective mm-hmm. you want to use to describe it. Um, is there, a, is there a little bit of competitiveness in you there? I mean, just from, just from that oh, one little, yeah. little statement of I can do better. So, so there is still some competitiveness in you, even though you make it fun. Well, yeah, that's why I'm pushing all the little kids aside so that I can beat them in five Ks. <laughs> well, yes, that's as, I as, as, as really one should. That. Right, right. Of course. Yeah. So, so yeah. how do you then, you know, with, with, with having a bit of, of competitiveness, um, d- in, at least in, in those, maybe in the early days or, or maybe as, as you got into running a little bit more, did running ever threaten to get maybe too serious for you to, to where it became something that was, was a bit less fun and a bit more maybe focused on the clock or the distance or the speed, things like that? Uh, well, I think, I think yes, anything, especially running can, especially if you're, if you are really focused on your times. And there, there has been times over the past three years since I started running that, that I have really wanted to, I wanted to run a sub nine minute mile, which I was finally able to do once. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to be able to run a uh, 10 mile straight without stopping, which I, I was able to accomplish. Uh, and I think having those goals and, and really being dedicated to those goals and being serious about what you want to achieve, it doesn't have to take away from the fun aspect of it. Uh, and and I, I've done a lot of research into um, how, how we do and have fun and how we embrace playfulness in our lives. And uh, I think what a lot of people forget is that having fun doesn't mean that you're smiling and laughing and jumping around like a little kid. Sometimes having fun is just being in that state of flow and completely losing your mind and not necessarily having the stress and being able to let let your thoughts go to wherever you want them to go. So fun doesn't necessarily equate to uh, sitting down and playing a board game mm-hmm. or jumping on a trampoline or it, it's really just a way you think about what you're doing. Uh, and I cover all of that in a lot of the things that I write. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and yeah, I think that's, that is, uh, you know, just, just like, you know, just like anything, uh, there's, there's more, more often than not, there's multiple ways of describing something. So, you know, you could look at the flip side of like serious running and, and there's different ways to describe that or different ways of being serious. There's different ways of, of having fun and making sure that it, that it stays fun. What, what for you, um, is, is kind of a go-to way to make sure that your, your running is always, is always fun. Like what, what, what makes running fun for you? 
Sure. Well, so backtrack a little bit. Uh, a man named Stuart Brown, he sort of defined eight play personalities that we can kind of go back to. Uh, and so he defined those personalities as the competitor, the collector, the adventurer, the joker, the organizer, the creator, the mover, and the dreamer. And so uh, just by hearing the titles, often people can kind of put themselves in one of those. But I am very much a dreamer and a joker. And what that means is that funny jokes or riddles or funny ironic situations make, make me have fun. And I'm also a dreamer, which means that creating stories in my head or living in a world of make-believe is kind of my way of having fun. And so for me specifically, the best way that I've found is to find funny t-shirts that I can imagine that every time someone runs by, everybody's giggling at my t-shirt or wearing really kind of goofy running clothes, really obnoxious patterns or wearing stupid alien headbands and tutus at 5Ks <laughs> and things like that so that I'm kind of creating my own little situational irony because that's fun for me. And then on longer runs or, or things where I, I'm not necessarily telling myself riddles as I run, mm -hmm. it's really just letting my mind go and creating a story or talking to the prairie dogs or barking at cows um, or, you know, having conversations with trees or, or pretend conversations in my head with the people that run by or kind of just making things up as I run. However, that, I, like I said, I, uh, I talk to my hamstrings a lot, my hamstrings and I have a very love hate relationship. Uh, so just having those conversations with different pieces of my body and maybe that's kind of weird, but you guys do it too. That's not that weird. Oh yeah. Every, everybody's, everybody's <laughs> talked to something that was barking back at them a little bit, uh, on, on a long run or a race or whatever. So yeah, we can, we can pretend like we don't do that, but we, we've all, we've all been there for sure. Yeah. So, um, you've got kind of your, your ways of, of making sure that, that things stay fun. What happens when you're, um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you, you don't get in this situation very often, but what happens when you're kind of in, uh, a situation with, with other runners and, um, maybe you can kind of feel that like this is getting more serious than you like it to be, or, or that, that it's simply just not, um, the, the, the level of fun isn't where, where you want it to be. Does that, does that happen? And if so, when, when it does, um, you know, how do you, how do you kind of handle that situation? Are you, are you one that kind of, you know, goes along with it or do you do something to, to liven up the group or how does that typically play out? Yeah. Well, the thing with fun, Denny, is that it's not about what you're doing. It's how you think about what you're doing. Um, because fun isn't an activity, it's a mm, mindset. Right. And anything can be fun uh, or it can be playful. And another thing to remember, too, is that it doesn't have to be. Sometimes the – so, for, uh, for example, one of the play personalities is the competitor. And as a person who has fun being really competitive, that person might not actually be having fun in the moment – but they're anticipating how much fun it will be at the end after they've achieved their mm. their win or after they've accomplished their goal or they've uh, set a new PR, whatever that might be. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it it doesn't have to necessarily be be a situation where everyone is having fun in the same way. And some people can be really serious. It's it's really how. I'm having fun gotcha. and making sure that I am doing what I need to do and damn them. They can go do whatever, <laughs> whatever the hell they want. If, if they get super serious, that's okay. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Um, when, when you uh, decided to to go down the the run streaking route, what uh, what what led to that decision? Because <laughs> honestly, for me, that, that sounds um, as much as I love running. That's like the, one of the least fun things I think that I could do in in, in running. There's there's maybe a couple more that would be uh, higher than that in on my scale. But uh, yes. the idea of running every day doesn't. I, I've tried it a couple times. It's never really sat well with me. So how did how did that get started uh-huh. for you? Well, I can tell you right now that your play personality is probably not a collector then. Uh, (laughs) Probably not. Because there are definitely people that that's what drives them is having that number that they can tally another one every single day. And it is so fulfilling and it's so gratifying to have uh, have a bigger and bigger and bigger number that that just having a collection of a running streak itself is just fun. Mm. Um. But I only was able to run for 37 days in a row. And what made it really fun for me is I took a selfie in every run and I learned how to set up my phone and just take videos of myself running back and forth in front of my phone. And then I would take still shots of the best, the best part of the video. So I always looked really polished and graceful, unlike real life when <laughs> we flounder around like a giraffe. But uh but I, I took all these selfies and then I compiled it together and I was able to look back at every single one, run and remember something about it. And it, you know, it might've been, there was one run where I, <laughs> I, had, I set up my video and I was taking a video of myself blowing a snot rocket, which I don't know. Don't ask. I do weird things. I'm a dreamer. Remember, it's just all weird. Uh, so I was taking a video of myself blowing a snot rocket and the wind picked up and I blew it all the way straight down my leg. Yeah. <laughs> <to> my shoe. <laughs> and and I would never remember that, except that now I have this stupid picture of myself blowing snot all over my leg, which <laughs> it might seem gross, but for me, it's great to look back and remember that. And so that's kind of what, what was able to keep me going for over a month. And I, I've tried it a couple of times, I actually tried it in March, but then I ended up with the flu. So mm. I took a few days off and I have, I have a lot of old injuries and things from bodybuilding and from just foot problems that I can't necessarily keep a streak going, but, but when I can, it, it's definitely pretty fun for me. Is that, is that something that you see yourself kind of dabbling with, uh, you know, in, going, continuing into the future of, you know, maybe not ever getting to, you know, some of those, yeah, I say this lovingly, but some of those crazy people that are at, you know, 5,000 days or something, <laughs> something silly like that. Um, yeah, but, yeah. but do you see yourself playing with, you know, whether it's month long streaks or two week streaks or, or whatever, um, in the, in the future, you know, is, is that, does that bring fun for you enough that you would, would continue to do it, to do it? Um, that's not necessarily my personal play personality and and I can very much understand how other people really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I would probably do it if I had some other incentive, uh, streaks are not, really the thing that drives me it is fun but it's not that thing that keeps me going really what keeps me going is is talking about it later and right. in the stories that I can come up with but that's why I'm a writer so gotcha gotcha well that's... <laughs> however it's I really encourage other people that if that is what if that's what speaks to you then do it you know embrace that thing that makes running fun for you right right well yeah that's that's uh an important thing to remember because again, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're doing this because at least most of us, I don't think there's too many people that listen to the show who literally, you know, they, they, they 
get paid to run. I don't think there's too many of us that, that are doing that. So, you know, if we're, if we're mixing, mixing our running in, you know, in addition to whatever work and whatever family and whatever other obligations we have, um, yeah, it, it, it you need to figure out what, what makes it enjoyable yeah. for you, what makes it fun. Um, because yeah. you know, there's enough other stresses and worries and things like that in life that you don't want running to become one of those if you can help it. Oh, yes, exactly. So you mentioned, Which, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that, that's what I was going to say, which is exactly the point of what I try to tell people is athletics are not a chore. It's something that enhances your life that you don't need to stress about. But once you start stressing about it, then you have to go back to the basics and figure out why are you doing this and, and really connect with with what are the benefits and what what is coming into your life because of this. Yeah, and that's, and that's a, a perfect kind of way to segue into, uh, you know, Another another topic that I definitely knew we were going to get to at some point, which is which is the book. So you, you wrote a book recently called uh, "Becoming a Streaker: Fun Ideas to Get You Running," um, and and I think maybe from from what I've I've gathered before we started talking and, and from this conversation as well, the book isn't necessarily uh, a pro streaking like how to how to be the best run streaker type of of book, but but more of maybe the the the, the kind of the subhead there of. of making sure that it's fun all, all of the time. Yes. So, um, yeah. where did the, where did the, uh, you know, you mentioned you're a writer. So, so is, is writing a book like this always been on your radar or, or what brought this book to fruition? Well, the first thing it's become a streaker because for some reason, if you type in Amazon oh. becoming a streaker, it takes you to a lot of, um, pictures of people running through uh, football fields naked. I imagine like, so. I don't know why it's crazy. Goodness. <laughs> um, I, so the book is structured as funny stories based on each of the play personalities that I listed before. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I started my kind of my career as a writer a few years ago, and uh, I've been doing a lot of ghostwriting. So I write memoirs for other people, and then they get the copyrights and they get to publish it under their name. And I was feeling a little bit like I was under recognized and underappreciated for all of my writing talents. <laughs> so, so I sat down for a couple months and just wrote about my own running experience. Um, and yeah, I guess wanting to write a book is, is something that's kind of been on my list. I've obviously written many books, but mm -hmm. this is my only personal book with my name as the author. Uh, so that that's kind of a gratifying feeling. And I, my heart project. So writing is my career. My heart project is to teach adults how to have fun with their lives because I can't, I can't go around the world seeing all of these people thinking that the world is just this horrible, stressful place when all you have to do is close your eyes and pretend there's unicorns and magically <laughs> everything is just better. Um, and so that's kind of my heart project. So I wanted to combine my career with my passion. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, with with putting this book together and 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 kind of listing out the different uh, fun fun types or the the personality types and the different different ways that they have fun, um, who, who is the who is the book kind of for? Who's who's the target audience? Is it is it new runners? Is it uh, maybe the 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 quote unquote super serious runners who have forgotten how to have fun where it's become a chore for us? Like who 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 picks up a book like this well, and really gets the most out of it? Yeah, so I wrote it for someone who's trying to build a habit of running, so a new runner mostly. Um, and the reason behind that is just that I, I still consider myself a very beginner runner. I tend to run at the back of the pack when I'm in the pack at all. <laughs> and I'm not dro just dropped off behind and, you know, doing my own thing, but, uh, it's, it's for beginner runners, but there's a lot of wisdom I think that can be, that can apply to 
more avid seasoned runners who who just are forgetting or maybe they've made a lot of changes in their life and they need to get back to to what they had when they first started and and to kind of remember that that feeling of just being able to go out and run and that there's that feeling that you know you accomplished something and everything hurts and you know it's going to hurt but somehow you just want that and so being able to kind of go back to that and not worry about the numbers and not worry about uh, your your standing on a podium or how many race medals you have, things like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, we've, we've definitely got you know folks listening that, that cover pretty much the, the full spectrum, like I said, maybe not so much the, the elite professional runners, but well, there, <laughs> might be, there might be a couple that are flying under the radar that I just haven't heard from yet. But, but for the most right. part, we've got... Maybe we've got, they're too busy running. Yeah, they're, 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 they're too the busy, comments. exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, we've got, we've got definitely, have, I've heard from folks that are, are very new to the sport, um, that probably are, are still in that, that position of, of trying to kind of develop that habit and kind of get a, a little bit of a foothold in, in running all the way up to those that, you know, Boston qualifiers and, and Olympic trials qualifiers, or at least, you know, striving to get to Olympic trials, qualifying standard, things like that. So, and, and obviously everywhere in between. So, um, We'd love to maybe kind of dissect a little bit of, of maybe both of those extremes and those of us that are more in the middle, maybe we can, we can find some, some common ground as well. But, you know, for, for the person who's, who's kind of new to running, they're, they're, they've definitely taken some steps towards getting into it. You know, they're, they're not still mm-hmm. um, thinking like, maybe I would love to, to try Couch to 5K or try some type of running program, but, but definitely don't have that, that base of, of running for, for several years in, in place. Um, for for mm-hmm. that type of person, what are, what are some ways to really... Um, you know, make it fun, create that habit and, and, and make running become something or, or help running to become something that really is, is a thing that they can turn to for fun, for joy, for exercise, for fitness for many, many years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the most common play personalities is the adventurer. And uh, well, we'll talk about the two most common. So okay. the two most common play personalities are the adventurer and the creator. Uh, and the way I kind of define those, an adventurer likes to find things, to discover things, to find things in nature outside or in books or in TV shows or, or in podcasts. But they, they're very much about finding something new and finding an adventure. And they have fun maybe exploring new places or reading a new book or listening to a new podcast. Uh, but it's all about, about diving into the new and the unexpected. And so for an adventurer, if that is a play personality that would speak to some of your audience, for that person, I would suggest uh, finding a new trail. So maybe making a commitment to yourself that every time you run, you're going to take a new turn. And you might do the exact same trail every single time. But towards the end, you're going to find some new road or some new trail. Uh, and it might it might just be that you turn the other way around your block and run the other way. But it's really just about finding different places. And another, or another thing you can do for that is, is discovering something new that you can see on each run. So sort of listing things that you find for each thing. So you might say, um, or you might kind of look at all of the different trees or all of the different birds and see if you can discover new things just while you're running. Um, and then discover new running training programs or discover new 
uh, podcasts. They can start listening to all of your old ones and listen to every single one. <laughs> they have their work cut um, out for them. But yeah, I like I like where this is going. Yeah, listen listen to the exactly. show. This is a good thing. Yeah, it's all right. I'll keep pitching for you. We're <laughs> Thank good. you. Yes. Uh, and then the other most popular play personality is the creator. And the creator is kind of the antithesis of the adventurer in that they don't find new things. They actually create new things. So that's more from within. The creator will want to um, make something and to produce something. So a creator might be someone who is really passionate about starting businesses or a creator might be a writer or a storyteller. Anything where you can take something, take pieces and then form it into something new and hopefully better. Uh, so for a creator, to, uh, for my example of what a creator could do is to, like I did, take pictures during your runs and take pictures of the scenery. And then you can even come back and create those into a big, well, you can make funny running memes if you want, or you can make a big collage or you can bring your camera uh, or even your phone and just take pictures of the scenery and then have it printed on canvases and all over your house and create all of these memories. Uh, or create stories about it. Um, and so that's kind of ways that both the adventurer and the creator can focus on each run, finding a way to have an adventure or to create something. Mm -hmm. as, as you're kind of identifying your your play personality, um, how, how, I think I mean I feel like I kind of know the answer, but it's 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 probably worth at least making sure that it's 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 clear. And, and who knows, there might be more. There probably is more to it. Um, how how does determining, especially for for again talking to the newer runners, those that are are still in this mm -hmm. process of of figuring out that this is something that they want to continue to do, um, finding the right the right play personality or, or finding the right way that running mm -hmm. kind of brings you brings you that joy and, and that fun. Um, Obviously, that or I'm going to assume again that that's going to go a long way towards you know if you're having fun, you're going to be more likely to keep keep going with it. So you know this is yeah. kind of important, especially at the beginning stages. So once you kind of have uh, so the play personalities, you I would suggest discovering that by thinking about what you did when you were younger. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I can use my two children children as an example. My son is very analytical. He really really likes. Uh, to do math. He really likes numbers. Uh, and this summer we actually got him a little computer for his bike so that he can track his speed and distance. And I mean, he's seven. So, but that's how he has fun on his bike. And if he doesn't have that, he is less inclined to go for a bike ride. Um, and so he has fun more as kind of an organizer that he wants to have the data. He wants to know what's going on. He wants to put it in patterns and, and so you can, I can use that to kind of work towards my advantage because then I can get him out on his bike every day. Uh, my daughter, on the other hand, she is very much a creator and a mover in that she just likes the act of going outside and running around and laughing and building fairy forts out of sticks and just random things. So all I have to do for her is say, yes, just go run. And she, she is very happy to experience that feeling of moving. Um, and so it's, so when you're, you're looking at your own play personality, it's really helpful to go back to thinking about what you enjoyed doing when you were younger. If you're the type of person that really just 
liked sitting and reading books and losing themselves in a fantasy adventure in a book, then you might be an adventurer. Mm -hmm. And if you're the type of person that made up elaborate fairy tales and acted them out in your backyard, you might be more of a creator or a dreamer. And so really a, a lot of what we forget was how to play, but it's something that we can definitely remember just by going back a little bit into childhood. And, and I would imagine that if you if you ha- either have kids of your own or nieces or nephews or little cousins or whatever, I- any other mm-hmm. kids that are in your life um, might be, you know, if, if you're struggling to kind of identify what, what your play personality might be or how to allow yourself to let the guard down and, and play and have fun, um, watching mm-hmm. them is probably a pretty good uh, way to, to figure oh, that yeah. out or remind yourself of, of how much fun you or can have. Or just go play with them. Right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even, even better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. My favorite is a lot of people think that the competitor that, oh, well, you know, I, I would win if I was competitive with little kids or, um, but no, that they, they just want to play. That's, mm-hmm. that's the point of it is they want to have a competition and they don't care. They're good. Right. And, and if <laughs> it's anything, not about winning. It's just fun. Yeah, exactly. And if they're anything like my daughter, then the rules just change every time. So what she does, she does <laughs> yeah, exactly. score a point. If I do that, that, well, no, that doesn't, that doesn't count for you, daddy. So, you know, yeah. what, whatever, yeah. you're like you're not going to beat the kids because exactly. they're just going to change the rules on you. Yes. Oh, goodness. So uh, on the other end of the scale, for somebody who um, maybe they, they've been running for, for years and, and pushing themselves and um, maybe have, have, have lost some of that, that passion for running or I've gotten to the point where um, I, I don't want to say just competitive because we already discussed competitive can be, can be a, a source of fun, but where, where running gets to be a chore, where running gets to be um, something that, that you kind of have to do, even though like we've discussed already, like none of us really probably have to do it because none of us, our livelihoods are really dependent on us getting out the door <laughs> yeah. and, and running. Um, right. But, but I, don't I, I think a lot of us have, be. I've been there where it's like, God, like I really don't want to go run today, but, but I have to, for some reason, like I, I'm forcing myself to go, to go do this. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, for, for those that, that get into that situation, um, how do you, how do you break that? I don't want to say habit, but how do you break that mindset or shift that mindset to rediscovering the fun again? Is it, is it as simple as, as thinking, is it kind of like the, that what we already said, like, just think back to what you used to do to have fun or how, how can you get out of that position to be like, all right, yes, this is something that I find joy in again. It, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. play and, and get that healthy side of running again from, from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're saying when you kind of get stuck in that rut and you just feel like it's an obligation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so what, what I would say is, um, one of the definitions of knowing if you are in a sense of playfulness or in a state of playfulness, excuse me, is if you can lose your sense of self-awareness. So, you know, when you're, when you're running and, and you're genuinely in that running state and you've got snot running down your nose and just sweat dripping down everywhere and you're not really sure if you're crying or if it's just sweat, uh, and you, you don't have an idea of how you look, that is kind of that, that's that um, mindful, or that's the state that we want our minds to go in. That's how you know you're having fun, when you don't care what you look like, and you're just doing it because whatever it is you're doing is so much fun. Uh, so I would even say it might might be a practice of meditation to close your eyes for two minutes and just remember what it's like to be in that feeling where it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter who's watching. It doesn't matter if you're winning or if you're losing or 
who's in front of you or who's passing you, but rather just embracing that feeling of not caring about anything else beyond just keeping your legs moving and, and really focusing on that sense and that, that state of mind. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then going back and remembering, okay, how do I get there again? Right. Right. One, one thing that, uh, I, I don't know if I struggle with, but I, I, it's always my first inclination. I think when I, when I see, you know, these, which, which personality type are you or which, which playful, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which, which attributes do you have or whatever is, is that it, I always kind of think that, the, that they're all or nothing, you know? So it's like, you know, uh, hearing, yes. hearing you describe, um, like the adventure and I'm like, yes, that's me. And then hearing you describe <laughs> yeah. your son a little bit more and, and being kind of organizational driven and, and data and numbers. I'm like, yes, that's me. And then I start to think like, well, maybe, <laughs> Yeah, like maybe there's there's you know it's not just all or nothing. It's not one uh, I'm one thing or the other. But you know, very likely, I'd imagine that a lot of us probably have multiple. You know, we cover multiple oh, bases, yeah. or or there's multiple different ways that that we um, can can find fun in, mm-hmm. in whatever and in, in running specifically in this in this topic of conversation. Um, with, with that being the case, um, do you ever find maybe yourself or in, in others or in, in the research and, and things that you've talked to where people kind of identify that one area and get so locked in that they can kind of maybe lose the the variety of different ways of having fun? Or, or is that uh, something that I'm just way overthinking? <laughs> no, you're completely right. But I think every person is different. Uh, I, I am able to have fun in almost any of the play personalities especially with different people. I, mm. I have a tendency to take on their, their play personality. So if I'm hanging out with my son, I get really excited about reading how fast he's going or doing the numbers with him. And, um, you know, but if I'm hanging out with a friend of mine who he is a total mover, we just go and dink around and jog around the block and, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I tend to, to take on what, what other people have other people, identify strongly with one or two. Uh, the, the best way I can relate it is, have you heard of the five love languages? Yes, definitely. So it's similar to that in that you might have one that you identify with solidly, uh, but it's important to be aware of the other languages because other people around you display very different qualities. Mm-hmm. So, so within the play personalities, you might be a very solid adventurer and you struggle to be competitive at all. But it's it's important to always just be aware that other people might not care about adventure at all. And they might they might want to do the same trail every single day and they want to hit their numbers and all they care about is doing their Ironman or whatever it might be. They have to hit their rut watts, they have to get their their pacing right. Um, and you might say, you know, I just want to go find a new trail and I want to just go explore. So, but being aware of that, I think is the first step. And there are totally people that get really hung up on their sense of fun and, and that's fine. But, but just being aware that other people don't necessarily think the same way you do. Right. Are there, are there types or, or play personalities that, don't work well together. Meaning like if, if I'm <laughs> fairly strong in one and my wife is fairly strong in the other and in a different one, are there, are there areas where that could really butt heads and we'd be better off, you know, having my running friends and her running friends and, and us never uh, merging like, together. Yeah. I feel like you might be above my level of expertise at that, but, <laughs> but that's something that it, 
it's there again, be aware of it. And mm-hmm. if, if you are struggling to run, to have fun with someone, maybe look into what, what are they doing? That's fun. Um, I, uh, I've spent my, my triathlon coach is part of a group that is head by Leslie Patterson, the five time Xterra world champ. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of time with her and she is, she is an intense runner. I mean, that lady is focused and you do not deviate from the plan and what she does. And I mean, that's why she's a world champion, but her sense of fun is very focused. And my sense of fun is unicorns and rainbows and picking up ladybugs along the way. Mm -hmm. So we don't train great together. (laughs) Well, and also like I run half as fast as she does, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, just being aware of that and, and knowing that, okay, if I am training with her and I've been out there a couple of times and she runs with her group and they run fast and they do their intervals and I run with a different group and we have fun along the trails. So just, yeah, I, there are groups that don't necessarily want to train together, mm-hmm. but once you can kind of identify how the other person is running and their, their fun technique, <laughs> you can kind of adapt and and you might know i mean you'll know if you can't run with someone because they're really serious about their running and they're a super competitive person that's fine they might have fun being competitive it doesn't mean that that they're not having fun it's just different right right switching gears off the off the fun topic a little bit although i feel like i could i could probably ask another half a dozen questions but um (laughs) you know there's there's it's, it's probably one of those topics that you could almost never fully you know encapsulate in, and certainly in, in a, you know, 45 minute or an hour long podcast episode. Mm-hmm. But, um, you mentioned again, the triathlon, I had kind of, it, it gotten so focused on the fun side of things that I forgot about the, <laughs> the triathlon things that you mentioned earlier, but, um, you know, shifting into, into triathlon world or, or, or training for, for a triathlon, what, uh, what was the little spur that got you out of just you quote unquote, just running to, uh, focus a little <laughs> bit more on, on doing some other things. It's peer pressure. Ah, yes. Peer pressure it was total again. peer pressure. <laughs> Uh, I, so my best friend is a professional triathlete and, and he is very much influential in that aspect. Um, I've done a little bit of writing for various, for various triathlon companies and, and every single one said, Oh, well, now that you're into running, I bought a mountain bike and then I bought a road bike and, and then they kept saying, well, we just signed up for a triathlon. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it wasn't necessarily something I'd ever planned on, but, but it was, it was peer pressure. That's that's the answer to that one. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, I think that's a lot of reasons. Yeah, as I say, there's many many a, a, a runner and triathlete and and uh, you know got their start from from a little peer pressure. So who knows? Two or three years from now, yeah, exactly. it might be you, know, you might be all in on on triathlon and, and having that be way way more fun than anything else that you're doing from a you know exercise yep. physical standpoint. But uh, yeah, you just gotta sometimes you gotta you know give into the peer pressure and, and see where, see where it leads when it's hopefully constructive peer pressure, like it is in this yes. case. Well, and if it's, if it's good peer pressure, then they become your training partners. So right. that's great. Right. Right. How, how is that? How's that going? Is, uh, is swimming something that you, you've been, um, oh, struggling with? Cause that's, that's, that's my thing that's holding me back. Uh, one of the things that's holding me back. Um, like whenever somebody's like, dude, do you ever think about doing a, a triathlon? Like, no, like, I, I mean, no, I, I really don't because, as I've said before to, to some multi-sport athletes that have been on the show, like I can swim, but there's a difference between like I can swim and then swimming for a triathlon. And it's, it's, uh, yeah. th- those two things are not the same in, in my book. So how, how has that been for you? 
Oh, uh, I swim. <laughs> That's about <laughs> all I can say. Uh, let's just, I want to be clear that I am not going to be a fast competitor. I am, I'm going to be a completer, not mm-hmm. a competitor. Uh, and so if I'm, if I'm completing the races, that's, that is okay with me. And that's uh, absolutely, I think that's something that, um, can be easy to, to overlook, uh, sometimes in, in the, the social media world that we live in, the Strava world or whatever, where it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always easy to compare what other people are doing, but, but, uh, and, 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 you know, inevitably you always find somebody who's quote unquote better than you are. So it's like, Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not as yes. good as this person. I'm not, I'm not whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, 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 uh, I think it's, I think it's it's important for all of us to remember that a that there's people that are looking at what we're doing and thinking God I could never do that, but b that it's <laughs> it's okay to try something different. It's okay to to do something yeah. that that you know to use your words, Danielle, that you're just quote quote just a completer. Like that's okay. Like there's nothing just <laughs> yeah. about that. Like go out there, have fun, try it, and and if it's something that you really want to get into, you'll get into. And and if you want to make it something where you get into it to get faster. That's great. If you want to just get into it because it's fun and you want to keep doing more of it, mm-hmm. that's that's cool too. So, um, I, I, you know, I, just just uh, you know, just don't drown. I think that's 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 the name <laughs> of the game when it comes to triathlon, right? Just just don't drown. Get on exactly. the bike and then go and have fun after that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, uh, who cares if you're doing backstroke or dog paddle? Just just keep going forward. Just that's keep, that's the goal. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, as as we get into that that point of of kind of wrapping up today, um. I like to ask uh, a philosophical question at the end, which which can sometimes sound a little oh, scary, favorite. but it's really not that bad. It's just kind of something you know, fairly open ended. I think hopefully that'll uh, kind of give us a good place to wrap a bow on this thing. But um, but just be be curious, um, you know, with with you saying that you're still relatively new to running, although I feel like at three, at three years, uh, that's that's a pretty good pretty good foundation. That, that you're not not still <laughs> yeah. in in the new phase anymore. But uh, in in the in the three years or so that that you've been into this, this running world. Um, what has one or two things or, or half a dozen things, however you want to go with it is totally fine with me, but what has running taught you about yourself that, uh, maybe you, you, you didn't know five years ago or four years ago before you got out the door and, and started running. What, what is, what has running taught you about yourself in the time that you've been in the sport? Uh, running has definitely taught me that I like to accomplish insanely hard things and that that I I like I like doing it fast so I want I want to do speed work I like hill repeats because you can run up a hill for 30 seconds and it's accomplished and you taste blood in the back of your throat a little bit but then it's done um and so it's taught me that I like to I like to do really really intense struggles but get them done with really fast and then walk back down. Uh, and so it's definitely taught me that about my life in general is that when I start something, I go all in all day and I don't sleep and I finish it and then I coast for the next day. Um, so it's kind of taught me about how I prefer to, you know, if, if all of life is comes in cycles, I like my cycles to be, to be really fast and mm-hmm sprints, fast sprints rather than, than coasting for the whole, or, you know, like slow, long runs. I like, I like speed work. Um, so it's taught me that, and it's taught me that there's more than how you look. 
and, and going back to bodybuilding and, and many of the concerns I had when I was younger, I had a lot of self image problems and, and it's so much more life is so much more than about how you look, because if you're doing something that you genuinely enjoy, then just do it and let this not flow. And if it, <laughs> you know, if you have to stop in the bu- in the bushes and, and pee in the bushes, or if you have to blow your nose on your leg, or if, you know, if your shirt is covered in sweat and it doesn't quite fit right and your makeup ran down your face and your hair is dripping into your shoulder, like into the, the little indent from your clavicle and it's kind of making this weird pool of sweat, no one cares because life is more than that. And, and it, it just doesn't matter because you're having fun and you're doing something that you love and other people are more impacted by uh, more other people are more impacted by your ability to let go of looks and to just have fun and embrace life than they are impacted by someone who might look beautiful but is so concerned with that that they can't just have fun mm, 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 mm. as as per usual i'm going to not get in the way of that and try to not to add anything to it because i think that's a great a great place to wrap up so once again guys disruns.com/722 is the place to find the show notes for today on Instagram at Coloradan. Again, that's underscore between Colo. So C-O-L-O underscore R-A-D-D-E-N. If you want to connect with Danielle and follow along with what she's going on. The book, since I got it wrong the first time, I'm going to say it right this time. Become a Streaker. Fun ideas to get you running. Available on Kindle and, and Amazon. And, and uh, we'll have that linked in the show notes as well in case you want to go uh, and check that out. And you can't remember the title because you're out on the go. You're out having fun right now. Listen to the podcast. And you, you know, you're know you not in front of the computer typing in onto Amazon. So we'll have it linked for you. Dizruns.com slash 722. So uh, Danielle, thank you for, uh, for taking the time today. Thanks for um, writing a book and, and reminding us all that uh, it's it's important to have fun with our running. It's 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 great to have other goals and ambitions and, and push yourself. And at the end of the day, though, it's got to be fun. So thanks for thanks for the time, yeah. um, and uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. And, and hopefully we'll stay in touch. And who knows, maybe down the road we can do this again at some point. Perfect. Yeah, I would love that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Danielle and myself. And as always, we'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was what was your big takeaway from our chat today? Um, probably pretty obvious where I'm going with this one, since it was kind of a, a main theme throughout uh, the the entirety of the episode. And that is the the importance of making sure that we're having fun. Um, and I love I love the idea that uh, that fun can come in a variety of different ways. You know what what is fun for you doesn't have to be this someone else's same definition of fun, but you know it's it, today's conversation and Danielle's book is really just all about making sure we're having fun, making sure that that you know that that if running ever becomes a chore, which sometimes it can do, I've been there. It's been a chore for me before. That's a good sign to, to back away or to maybe change your priorities or, or try a different type of race or just do something that's going to bring that element of fun back to the equation. Because, oh man, you know, there's, there's, so, there's so many other things in life that uh, are tedious, are monotonous, are, are difficult, are tough, um, are not as much fun that this thing that we do for our health, but also because we enjoy it a little bit, we need to make sure that we're always enjoying it. So, um, you know, if, if, if running is feeling like it's getting a little bit, uh, less than fun for you, time to reexamine, or at least, at least for me, 
maybe that's not the case for you. But for me, anytime that, that running starts to get less fun, this conversation was, was just a good reminder to reexamine, to, to maybe shift the focus a little bit, to, to pick a different kind of goal towards fun. Um, and, and maybe I can come back to being more competitive. And, and, and for me, you know, being competitive can be fun. I do certainly enjoy pushing myself and setting new PRs and things like that. But sometimes that pursuit can be overbearing and maybe that's time to, to shift towards something different and, and you know, whatever that, that may be, as long as it's bringing me fun, as long as it's bringing me joy, that is the name of the game. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me an Instagram message at Dizruns. You can also, of course, shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com, and you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, Dizruns.com slash 722, and leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways down there in the comments section near the bottom of the post. Uh, and in that post, we've also got all the, the links and connections and photos and, and all of the things there. So feel free to check those out, Dizruns.com slash 722. Two, two. And uh, one last thing before we pull this ship into harbor for today, just want to give another little plug for the, the Little Things course. If you haven't checked it out yet, it, as a reminder, it is free. Um, and so far, it's got four units. It, I, I have plans to add to it as you know in the future, but uh, I've got some other things that are uh, a little bit more... Uh, I don't want to say priorities, but I guess they're priorities, right? We, we all have to have priorities. So I got, I got some other projects that I'm working on that are a bit more urgent that are, are requiring my attention right now. But right now in the little things course, you can get some information on diet, nutrition. You can get some information on sleep and how to improve your sleep, which is going to help improve your performance as well. You can get some information on uh, recovery process, soft tissue type of process. So things like foam rolling, uh, uh, myofascial release, soft tissue work, those types of things that... Um, I think we all know are important, but can e fairly easily be overlooked. And the last thing that's in there uh, right now is uh, a section on cross training. So what are some good cross training activities? Why is cross training so important? Um, and, and why is you know spending some time on the bike or some time in the pool or some time doing something besides running actually going to help you run better and run more efficiently, maybe run faster, improve your endurance, all of those things cross-training is a good thing, y'all. Cross-training is a good thing. But um, all of those little things, units, and some of them are, are pretty long. Some of them are a little bit short and sweet. But um, you can get all those things for free at disruns.com slash little things. If you've already checked it out, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, and if, if you found it useful, we'd love it if you you know pass it forward. Share it in, in other Facebook groups or share it in uh, your, on your blog or, or wherever. Wherever runners might be found, if you think they would benefit from the Little Things course, um, spread the word. Obviously, that helps me a little bit, but but more importantly, it helps our fellow runners. It helps it helps the running community to uh, recognize that yes, running is good. Yes, running is important, but the, the little things they're pretty important too. Uh, so hopefully, we can help some people stay healthy, avoid injury, and keep seeing progress towards their goals. Your friends, and hopefully, maybe they'll be my friends at some point as well. So that is it for today, y'all. Thank you again for listening. Thanks for the time and attention. Thanks for all you do to support all that I do. Um, this, this whole little support each other circle, it, it keeps going and I, I absolutely love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And until next time, please be well, take good care. Thanks again. And we'll talk soon. See you guys.